This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. I'm Laura Bellata. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. Today, we're going to be talking about being perpetually single. Yes, tune in. Stay tuned. Clearly, some people are single because they choose to be, and hey, it can be a total blast. I mean, some of my favorite times are when I was single, and just think, nobody to answer to. And some are single due to the circumstances of their lives. They may uh, have just gotten out of a meaningful relationship or have dated relentlessly and just haven't found a compatible partner. The point of this show isn't to stereotype all single women or men or to put anyone in a box. However, for people, particularly those over 30, who are looking for answers to the puzzling question, why am I still single? We'll give you some reasons and how you can turn that around. My co-host today is comedian Peter Anthony. Hi, Laura. It's great to be back. I know. Welcome back. It's, Sandra couldn't make it, so you're my little fill-in guy. It's, it's, I'm glad to be your second now, choice. Now, you better make me laugh today or I'm kicking you out of here. I will do my best. <laughs> And you just peed before the show, so I can't okay, make you yeah, pee your pants. But, for you. <laughs> okay. but I'll do my best. And joining us in the studio is dating and relationship coach Leslie Edwards, who helps struggling singles and unfulfilled daters attract the partner they've always wanted. Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Hi. Great to be here. Leslie's also a buddy of mine, so um, it's nice to have you on the show. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. So, Leslie, tell our audience who you are um, and what you do exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, so I got had the privilege of training with Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, mm-hmm. and like 20 other books. Is he a buddy of yours? I've only seen him like a handful of times. I wouldn't say that we're buddies. Okay. Um, he's not that involved in the coaching company side of things, so he does some of the training, and then it's kind of hands-off. So I'm one of the trainers, and so along with the CEO of that company, we take care of the the coaches on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm someone the opposite of you who hated dating, thought it was awful and frustrating. Really? You hated dating? Really, yeah. I thought dating was so much fun. I don't really (laughs) miss it. I can't say I miss it. But yeah, I had a great time. Which is so good. And the the cool thing that I discovered, because I thought that that's how it had to be. Like, you have to love it. You have to really enjoy dating if you want to be successful. And the good news is you don't. I never got to the place where I loved it. and there's way there's tons of other ways to enjoy the process without loving it and being like enthusiastic about it. So I totally met the love of my life without loving the dating process. And Peter, you're single, right? I am, and I absolutely detest the dating process. Really, you too? I do. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, Why is that? Because it gets expensive. It's not even about the the money. It's. I mean, that's fine. The, the money's. Uh, you know, one aspect, one small aspect of it, but it's just going out and uh, trying to present yourself as this catchable thing that, oh, you're crazy if you wouldn't want to be with me. And here's my resume and the things I've done. And I just get tired of talking about myself, to be honest. So I just listen the entire time. Well, that's not good. No, no. it's it's, What if you come across the right lady and you're just listening and she's going to think, well, this guy doesn't want to know anything about me. Well, I mean, I, I do. I wouldn't be on the date if I didn't want to know things about whoever I'm opposite, uh, whoever's on the opposite side of the table. But I just find it's, uh, you know, torturous at so, the end of the day. Yeah. So uh, there's no doubt that more people are staying single 
and less people are getting married. Why do you think that is, Leslie? Oh, boy. I think, you know, like so many of us, we've been super focused on our careers and, you know, getting to this place in our life where we can be independent and take care of ourselves. And that is part of a high value in our society. You know, that's a big focus on the masculine pursuits of life which is taking care of ourselves, being independent, taking the actions, doing the do. I think more women are independent, and that's why for there sure. are more women that are staying single for, for sure. They don't have to rely on the guy for money. Completely. Right? And that it's, it's great that women can do that, but it's just like the – so for the women that I work with are successful professional women. So they've been kicking butt when it comes to career and, you know, whatever their profession is. And – all the areas of their life are working, right? Health, career, and then, but this whole thing about love is like, that's the one place that it's not working mm-hmm. because it's a completely different focus than making it happen and taking the actions. Wait Relationship a is a different thing. Wait a minute. Are you saying that women that take on traditional masculine roles aren't being fulfilled with their lives? No, not at all. I think they are. Yeah, she's no, I'm saying, not saying no, that she's at all. not saying that. Listen no, up, No, I think women are unhappy. I do. I really do. I think women are unhappy. Maybe I think they're just unhappy with you. They're unhappy. Yeah, well, clearly they're unhappy with me. But I'm, I'm just saying I've, I've met a lot of women and none of them, not, the majority of them don't seem that happy. And I think that marriage is, isn't as important as it once was because it doesn't hold that security as it once did, right? Look at how much people are divorcing left, right, and center. And, and, and people get scared, you know? Of, of getting into a relationship and following in the footsteps of their parents, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles. What do you think about that? Completely. I mean, the, this whole idea of marrying for love is just like a relatively new idea in our world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same as it always was, you know, like you said, marriage for security. And now marrying for love is something that's like, okay, well, how do we even do that? especially when we've been taught how to pursue and meet our goals in these other ways. It's different when you have relationship goals than professional goals. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Stick with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640 with me, Laura Bellotta of Single in the City. Tonight in our studio, we have comedian Peter Anthony. Hi, Laura. <laughs> uh, Leslie Edwards. Uh, she's a dating and relationship coach. And a friend of mine, Kirsten, she's a naturopathic doctor. She just came into studio to say hello to me. And uh, I just wanted to ch- her to chat and give us some advice briefly because she has been single for three years. Right. Say hi, Kirsten. Yep. Hi. <laughs> and uh, her husband passed away. And I just want to know uh, how come you remain single for three years? Well, it's important to deal with the trauma of losing a long-term relationship, losing your spouse. And um, I know as a naturopath, uh, many of my clients, uh, they go on these cycles of um, starting to date because they're lonely and they're they're sad and they're looking for someone to fill a place in their lives but they need to first heal and fill that themselves so if you go out into the dating world and you're empty and you're sad and you're lonely you're really going to not attract a relationship that's going to be in your best interest 
Mm-hmm. So it's really important to to take the time to heal, um, whether that, I mean, obviously in my case, you know, that was was due to death, but it also could be due to divorce or, you know, there's there's many reasons why you might not be in a relationship, but you have to take the time to, to process that. Yeah. Leslie? Absolutely. Good endings make good beginnings. Right. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Kirsten. That sounds like a good tattoo to have. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Good endings make good beginnings. Good endings make. Well, you good could beginnings. say something about happy endings. I'm sure. Happy okay, endings, so, yeah. so way too many singles are torn Who's between. The comedian here. You are okay. So way too many singles are torn between settling for someone who is amazing and not their ideal match, mm. and holding out for the real thing, but often feeling alone and losing faith along the way. Which one of these two do you think is the most popular? Less? I think they go hand in hand. Really? I would think uh, settling is definitely the most popular. I mean, I don't truly, I don't believe that most people find the person that they're truly meant to be with right, in their lifetime, in their lifetime. But how difficult, like, as a matchmaker, like it is so difficult to, to just match people up because people are looking for their this perfect fit which is almost impossible to find for people. You know, um, I'm not saying it it is impossible, but it it, it can get difficult. So don't you find that most people settle? Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people have just given up on, you know, that they could actually have what they want, you know, period. And do you think it's okay to settle? (laughs) That's like what my whole life is against. My whole yeah. life is about like love is the most important thing. Yeah. But when you actually are when and I when I say ideal partner, I mean there's thousands of them. We all have thousands of ideal partners. It's not about finding this one person. But when you're with the the right person for you, one of these ideal people, it brings it just it brings out part pieces of ourselves that faster than we ever would discover on our own. Like, so many people are on these self-love journeys. And I think you're just overdoing it to death. Like it's become a pursuit, this whole self-love thing. In my experience, when you're with the right person, it makes it so much easier to see parts of yourself, to heal things that haven't been healed, for our gifts to come out. Um, And I know from your website, I took that you believe that love is the most important, powerful force to unleash our potential and fulfill our purpose in life. Absolutely. What do you mean by that? Well, the, there's something about being with the right person that unlocks our gifts in a way that nothing else does. Mm-hmm. And I know you found that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that he's like one of thousands. So so then how can we stop people from settling for way less than they deserve? So the one thing that I see with people is this whole keeping the back door open. So they don't think they're settling. It's just like, hey, I'm just dating this guy. I know what I'm doing. I just... I'm having some fun. Some people do know that they're settling. Some people do. Yeah, I think it's way more of a problem with the people who are like, no, no, I know that this isn't the the person for right now. Yeah. But, you know, because that's the lie that I told myself forever. It's like, I know I'm dating these unavailable guys. Like, the real relationship will be later. And how did you unlock that for yourself? So, actually seeing that as long as that relationship was scheduled for later, it was never going to be now. So it's completely in how I was approaching it. I had tons to heal about. I was heartbroken and I was terrified of never having that again. Were you uncomfortable being single? Is that why you were dating people that you didn't feel were available? Well, I definitely wanted to be in a relationship 
And it was like, well, this is what's coming along right now. The reality was I was unavailable. So I was attracting unavailable guys. I didn't want to go deeper because I'd just been hurt so much. And that's the thing. When you're when you get to 30, 40s, and you've had a lot of experiences of heartbreak, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Intimacy does get really scary. The I, fear- I always equated it to, sorry to cut you off, but I always equated it to when you're a kid and you, you know, that cliche where you touch the stove and it burns your hand, you realize, oh, I'm not going to touch the stove ever again because that hurts. Yeah. Relationships are the only thing where you constantly go back <laughs> and touch the stove again. Every time, even if you end up hurt, you're like, well, I'm willing to try it again, which is actually insanity if you think about it. It is. But I, but I think that people actually, they think that they're out there, right? This is what I call sitting on the sidelines, just like online dating. Well, I'm out there, I'm on the apps, but are you actually going out there and putting yourself in a situation where you could be, where your heart could be broken? Because yeah. oftentimes we're out there going through the motions. And to fall in love, you need to be vulnerable. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about uh, being perpetually single. We're going to take a look at the main reasons why people are single. And we're going to offer advice on how you can work on that. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, singleinthecity.ca. We're talking about being perpetually single. In our studio, we have comedian Peter Anthony. It sounded like singleinthecity.ca was your last name. <laughs> you said that, I'm Laura Bellotta, singleinthecity.ca. It could be. Yeah. I was going to get it tattooed on my arm, <laughs> and then I'm like, no. It's good I branding right there. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. Literally. What like if I go under, cow. and then what? I have this thing stuck on my arm. No, thank you. And we also have Leslie Edwards. She's a dating and relationship coach. And I want, I want to take a look at the main reasons why people are single. I mean, there are so, so, so many reasons, right? Starting mm-hmm. off with, hey, maybe you're not looking for a relationship. Maybe you just want to remain single. You don't want anybody telling you what to do. You want, yeah, you just want your own life. That can be really fun and, and rewarding then, and a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I always call it not want, not, neither wanting nor not wanting. Mm-hmm. Just I said, can I just be out there? going through my life and if love comes into it then I accept it and that's fine as long as you're in a good place in your life as long as you fully accept who you are you really do like yourself um, you ask yourself those questions like that question would I date myself would you date yourself of course I would date myself okay I'm out there looking for me (laughs) but a female version I think right Perfect. I just want to drift, man. Let How me come drift. I haven't put you in my matchmaking uh, service yet? You'd be perfect. Well, Great candidate. I don't think I didn't. Let's light I the fires that. on that. Yeah, let's do this. Let's kick the tires. I actually do really think that you would be a great match for someone. You're a great guy. Thank you. That's why I keep asking you to be a co-host. I appreciate that. It's not because I like looking at you. It's because I think you're a great guy. Well, it's I not only that was, a, that was a strange way to insult me. <laughs> Get compliment me at the same time, Laura. Okay, so let's take a look at the reasons why people are single, particularly when you are looking for someone and it's getting frustrating for you. Okay, so the first one is pickiness, unrealistic expectations. Leslie, what do you have to say about that? Mm, I was totally guilty of that. That's most of. My I clients. think we all have been guilty of that. And it wasn't until I changed my views that I actually met the guy that I'm with now. Mm-hmm. I stopped like using this mile-long list that I had and started dating outside my comfort zone. 
Did you do that, Leslie? Awesome. Yeah, completely. There's desire is so powerful, right? That's the part inside of us that is just like, oh, that's exciting. That's fun. That's what I want. That is such an important part of us. And, you know, there's just, after a lot of disappointment, why think about that? Yeah. And what is, what's the difference between having high standards and being too picky? Because having high standards, it's okay. Yeah. You respect yourself. Right? Totally. Have high standards. Mm-hmm. But what's Absolutely. the difference between the two? So having high standards for me is about the values-based stuff. Mm-hmm. So the values-based stuff is like the 10% of what we want. The non-negotiable, the non-negotiable must-have right. stuff yes. is always core values-based. And, and that, it's that, kind of like apartment hunting. It <laughs> is. Absolutely. Like if, I, if I look at an apartment, I say, you know, here's what I want. I want a bigger bedroom, you know, because I like bedroom furniture. I want uh, a nice kitchen <laughs> with newer appliances. Okay. I want hardwood floors with no carpet, mm-hmm. and I want a, a concierge, and I want a great location, and I also want a balcony, but you know what? If it doesn't have a balcony, not that big a deal, because I'm not a smoker. There you so go. So it's like a girl. It's like, ah, she doesn't have a balcony. It's okay. She's got the other five things going for her. Exactly. Am I, am I in the red yes. wheelhouse here? Yes. Completely. Okay. Completely. The things that matter to us most, they matter to us for a deeper reason. Yeah. But something like their hair color, which I see all the time as a matchmaker, and it drives me bonkers. Like, really? They have to be blonde? That's ridiculous. Oh, well, I get along with blondes better. Really? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Plus, with hair dye, who or cares? Or I won't, I won't date a redhead because all redheads are crazy. I'm like, come on. Well, they also have no souls, but we won't go there. Okay. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I would say the pickiness is about, yeah, relying on the... So well, I break it down to like there's the 90% stuff. The 90% of what I talk about with people is the nice to have stuff. Like, oh, it would be so great if they were a great cook. If they wanted to go ballroom dancing, that would be awesome. That would rock my world. Which is important to think about the things that we really love and want to do. However, at the end of the day, the 10%, the core value stuff, is the stuff that's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff, you'll see when you're with them on the date. And if it's like, you can tell in advance if core value things you know, are there or not based on some profiles. But a lot of the, th- the time when we get in person with someone, there's just that feeling like, wow, there's just something about this person. The, yeah. the that trumps everything. And I didn't expect it. That trumps everything. And people have to realize that they have flaws. And you want people to accept your flaws, so you need to accept other people's flaws. Nobody is perfect, right? Oh, God, absolutely. Okay, next one, fear of intimacy or commitment. No comment. <laughs> I thought you said that you weren't afraid No, I, I'm not afraid. It's or... just, I'll go back to my analogy of, of touching the stove, which is I've been through two relationships where we were we lived together. We were... Um, you know, very far down the line in terms of where it was going to go, and I thought it was going to go towards marriage, and they both ended up uh, ending and being almost traumatic for me. So th- now I, I'm now I'm reluctant to go. Yeah, let's do this I, you again. You know what? Man. The yeah. problem is, I I just don't think that you're reading the signs early on in the relationship. You can probably figure out if this person is for you or not within like three months. But what happens is, we want a relationship so badly that we we just we put those away, right? Those emotions, we, we, we hide them so that we don't have to deal with them until later. And we're like, oh, it'll get better. It'll get better. Right, Leslie? Because yeah. we want that relationship You're, you're bang so on and I can see them in hindsight now. What, what I, the signals and red flags that I should have paid attention to. But like I said, like, and, and like Laura said, sorry, 
I, I thought I saw, I thought they were just flaws, and I didn't want to hold it against the person, but they were actually red flags. Yeah, they're red in flags. flaws clothing. Mm-hmm. So so pay attention to the red flags early on in a relationship. So Leslie, what can we say about fear and intimacy? I would say that fear of intimacy is really about fear of getting hurt. And mm-hmm. that's all. Because we've been hurt before. And, it, and we don't yeah. want to go there again. And it can stem from your childhood too, right? Oh, completely. We've been hurt by not just in romantic relationships, but all kinds of relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's important to do the work. Go see a psychologist or a therapist to help you with that. If you are, you know, hurting from your past. Okay, we need to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to look at more reasons why people are single. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. And we're back. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show, AM640. We're talking about being perpetually single. We have Leslie Edwards, a dating and relationship coach with us here today and a friend of mine. And comedian Peter Anthony. Hi. He's the single guy. Listeners, hello there. I am single. (laughs) And he's looking, so. I'm out there, baby. I'm I'm out there. I'm going to take a picture of him. I'm going to take a picture of him. He's going to be posted on the Dating and Relationship Show Facebook page, so please have a look. And any takers, <laughs> message me, Laura. Wow, that's okay. a great advertisement. Like I know. Highest bidder, yeah. I'm going to find you someone, Peter. All right. I'm okay, before on it, Laura. the break, we were talking about red flags, and Leslie yeah. is like, I want to talk about that again. So, totally. what do you want to say about red flags? Absolutely. So, what I find is that most of us have this ignoring of red flags thing. So, it's what I call truth is like the most important level of connecting because it's natural for us to connect with people. It's natural for us to connect with the right people and find love. That's actually our natural state. So there is part of, you know, our internal system, whether it's your gut, your intuition, your instinct, whatever you want to call it, for sure emotions, that tells us when something's off. Oh, something's off. Similarly, it tells us when something's great. Or, oh, this is fun. This is exciting. And in my experience, most of us who have been perpetually single – for whatever period of time where we've been mm-hmm. single, is that there have absolutely been those indicators of like something's off here that we just step over. Like we make excuses for that person, like, oh, they're just really busy with work right now, or they're not ready to commit. Things will change. Things, Things will, change, will change. But they absolutely. don't. They change for the worse. Absolutely. So we have this tendency to focus more on logic and reasoning and finding answers for things instead of listening to this internal guidance system that actually says, hey, something's off. Yeah. Is so that what something, invi- could I, sorry, yeah, could, sorry. I, could I get in here with the question? Is If you do feel that something's off, is that something you should run from or is it something you should address with the person? Address. Absolutely. Address first and then run. Give them a chance. Right. right? But then if there's no, are there, there are no changes within a month, then run. <laughs> right. Run for the hill. See, that was my problem. I didn't run. Well, you know. and, the, and the thing is, well, I always go with my with my clients is to really look for, you know, what about you is attracting this kind of person? So if this concern is showing up with them, then I always look at, okay, so what about me is attracting this kind of person? Because Leslie, That's a great place to start. Yeah, because Leslie, you usually attract who you are. Completely. Always. Mm-hmm. I thought opposites attracted. Paula so Abdul tell us lie a little, to us all? No, t- <laughs> <laughs> my God. 
<laughs> we are what a revelation. Paula Abdul's a liar. <laughs> Leslie, tell us a little bit more about that. Because John Gray, doesn't he work on the law of attraction? Is that, or is that someone else I'm thinking of? Yeah, I mean, I would say that most of the experts out there are talking about the law of attraction, mm-hmm. really, really being responsible for who we are and what we're putting out there, including what our thoughts and belief systems are. Of course, when we have a thought or belief system, our brain focuses in on that's true and finding evidence for that. So when we're looking for something, right, like men are jerks, we're going to find all the men that are jerks. Mm-hmm. When we're looking for, you know, these women are crazy, then we're going to find evidence for that. It's just how our brain works. So we yeah. just need to be responsible for that. So we're talking about uh, reasons why people are single. And um, with Leslie Edwards, she's a dating and relationship coach. So uh, moving along here, how about the people that don't even try? Like People just sit around and, and think that their knight in shining armor is going to just come coming over on an arrow point down at me (laughs) people that don't even try well no i i wasn't pointing at anybody but i mean (laughs) you really need to get yourself out there and you know and 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 so many people be like i well i tried online dating and it's creepy i don't like it well online dating can work for people though completely you just have to know how to put yourself out there in a proper light the reality is a third, they know that a third of people online are never going to go on a date, right? If the thing is, it's like the gateway. Online dating, especially the apps, it's a gateway back to dating if you've been out of the game for a while. So it's the place where people are like, I'm just going to dip my toe in and just see. And a lot of those, like I said, at least a third of them we know but are never going to go on a date. But they're not dipping their toe in properly because they don't know how to navigate the online dating world. And I think it's important to learn how to do that. And that's why I wrote about it in my book, Single in the City. And there are so many articles, right? And Leslie, that's probably something you help people with. There's guidance. There's people that can guide you and help you um, when it, in terms of like choosing the right photo, how to message people, what to write in your profile, what not to write in your profile. I... <laughs> Can't you just, why, is he, why are you laughing, Peter? Because I've tried online dating. And I, I Again, I, I yeah. Would prefer, I would love to look at your profile. And I then prefer we prefer to be out there drifting through life. And if love comes towards me, then fine and dandy. And if not, then that's fine and dandy. Leslie, too. what do you have to say about that? Drifting <sighs> through life. Nowadays, I'm sorry, I don't personally think you can just drift through life, especially when you're a man. You need to be going out there and like approaching women do you do that of course i do well then but you're that's not par- drifting through life no, but that's part of being out there that's living i'm gonna talk yeah. to people i'm attracted to I, i'm just not i don't go out with the sheer the, this stole like focus I got, i'm gonna meet a girl tonight no, i don't that's, care and that's cool matter. yeah no i get that but that's not what we mean here <laughs> it's the interplay between both right the 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 part that's like being going with the flow it, the important thing about going with the flow, because it is the most powerful way to connect with people, when it's natural, when there's no expectations, right? When there's when there's very low attachment to like, okay, I'm going out tonight, I have to meet someone. Uh, for you, it's like, hey, if I meet someone, great. If I don't, I'm going to have a great time. The key about that going with the flow mentality is to still have in mind what you really desire. Yeah. The partnership of those two things is really the most powerful. Still look good, smell good. Oh, yeah, I got that going on. Okay. But I'm and not... smile a lot, be approachable, approach people. Absolutely. And, and yes, that's a good mentality to go with. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. We're talking about being perpetually single on the Dating and Relationship Show, AM640.
now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Villana from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Laura Bellotta. In studio is my co-host today, comedian Peter Anthony. And you're trying to make me part of your matchmaking services? We talked about that earlier. Is this really going to happen, Laura? Yes, it, it is. And I'll have you on again, and then we'll talk about, you know, what I found. I don't know. And I, how th- I needed to change. It really does work <laughs> I'm for just people. Kidding. Oh, my God. Am <laughs> <laughs> I the, I'm the impossible course, client? I, well, of course it works for, for some people. I mean, it, it doesn't work for every single person, but it does work for a lot of people. And it all depends, again, on your expectations. What are you expecting? You know, for instance, I had a, a client come in. She's like 57, but she won't date anyone older than her age. And I'm like, well, you need to be a little bit more realistic because men your age are looking to date women in their 40s right so like are you able to budge a little bit on on can i ask you this about your 57 year old client is she rich no then i'm not available (laughs) (laughs) that's just an example Anyways, there are a lot of examples like that. Okay, so let's continue with reasons why people are single. How about this one, huge one, bad dating etiquette? Absolutely. I mean, how you present yourself on a date says a lot about who you are. Yeah. And uh, Peter, you had a story. Well, I did. My sister is single recently as well, and she went on a date this week, actually. And the gentleman, and I use that (laughs) phrase very loosely, Picked her up in his car. She got in and he immediately squealed out and then looked at her as if to say, huh? What do you think of that? What do you think of that movie? Well, how old is your sister? My sister's 37. Oh, wow. really? And how old was the guy? I think he's around the same age. Oh, boy. Wow. So she knew right away. And, and we talked about the internal guidance system. Is that the right terminology? Yeah, perfect. She said she knew instantly this is not the right guy. Yeah. Wow. And it could be as simple as not be, being rude to the staff or the wait staff or not. Absolutely. I mean, every single person that I talk to, what they're looking for is someone who's friendly, kind, considerate. I mean, those three things, I would say, of anything that anyone ever says that they want, those are there on the table. What about a girl that when you're walking down the sidewalk with her on a date, she doesn't lift her feet up? high enough when she walks so her shoes are constantly kind of dragging and you get that drag sound. What does that sound? have to do with this show? i just saying I hate that. Girls, lift your feet up higher Fair when enough. you're walking. Walk really? properly. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. That's a red flag right there. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, bad dating etiquette, not good. Okay. How about another thing that people are looking for in both male and female um, females are is someone who's confident. Right? Yeah. Confidence is so important. Do we have any tips for people on on how to be a little bit more confident when you're not? Peter, what makes you confident? Because you seem very confident. The way you walk, the way, I mean, sit, stand up straight, you don't slouch. Well, you sure. might be right now. But. <laughs> sure. I, well, I, I actually worked on that um, since I was in high school. I, I was actually quite shy. Mm-hmm. Um some people I went to high school with maybe would not agree with that statement, but I generally was a pretty shy fella, but I kind of came out of the shell when I was in my early 20s when I started doing stand-up comedy, and that helped me in situations where I just had to get over that, and so I worked on that slowly, and then I let bleed what I learned from on, on stage, off stage. I took that confidence with me wherever I walked around and how I presented myself to people, be it 
friends or family or or potential uh, relationship people I'd be in a relationship with. And I heard that uh, improv classes really help people come out of their shell. I think with people I, yeah, I that think, are shy who have social anxiety. Sure, there's public speaking classes too people can take. There's other things you can do to to work on your confidence. Um, and Positive I, affirmations. Yeah, and and it goes back to working out at the gym. There you go. Exactly. There's there's so much you can do. Yeah, like yeah. I feel much better when I work out at the gym, Leslie. Yeah, yeah, I love mantra. You said affirmations. I love mantras. Like for me, it's someone who's confident is someone who knows who they are, and they're like, yeah, and owning it. Like this is me. This is what I'm into. This is even the bad what I'm aspects. About. Absolutely. Like, hey, this is the thing that I'm working on. You know, I'm I'm someone who's expanding my confidence or I'm expanding this skill. Everything about dating and relationships is a skill. That's the good news. And you can't hide the fact that you're not confident. People can pick that out in a second. They'll sniff that out, especially on a date. You can't fake it, you mean? No, you can't fake it. Well, it's like that example, right? Like that could be a perfect example of low self-esteem. Someone who's like, oh, I need to be showy. I need to, you know, like make this grand gesture and show off that I have this great car. That could absolutely be one of those people that that present themselves as overconfident often. Like they have this and that and that and that. It's just like, well, how about you? What do you have to offer other than your material things? And and that's the that's the fine line between confidence and cockiness. A cocky person is a show off. A, A confident person is generally pretty humble and and has a quiet confidence about them that people are attracted to. That's what I find. That's the sexiest for sure. Well, actually, what you said about, you know, listening on the date instead of like rattling off your resume, that's the sexiest thing. Like for a woman, it's like, wow, he actually cares. He's interested in me. He's not, you know, like selling me on something. I always say it's like a 60-40 split. The woman should should talk 60% of the time and the guy 40. Okay, I'm at like 80-20 then. <laughs> oh, I th- I'm an 80% I think, listener. I think that's even better. 80-20? The, the more the woman is talking and feeling like he's engaged and listening and cares, the more they're bonding. Mm. That's what creates bonding. Okay. They're going against me. We're taking a break. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's actually a design tip, and that is look up. Huh. I'm talking about taking advantage of the vertical space in your home. There's a lot of square footage up there above the couches and tables. That could mean adding shelves and colorful wall-mounted cabinets of different sizes, stacking your paintings or artwork in an interesting arrangement, changing your floor lamp to wall-mounted lighting. Not only will it add some character to your space, it's also quite functional. Call or email me today. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show tonight with me, Laura Bellata of Single in the City. In studio, we have comedian Peter Anthony as my co-host. Wonderful job you're doing, Peter. Thank you very much. Having a ball. Leslie Edwards, she's a dating and relationship coach. And we're talking about uh, reasons why people are single. And so uh, how about this one, guys? 
you don't understand yourself, so you don't understand what you really want and what's good for you. I think because, you know, you get to 30, 40, and you're single, and you've had a lot of disappointment, and you've gotten disconnected from what you want. What you want is a big part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Desire is a huge part of who we are, right? Like, I think about it from the three aspects Desire, core values, because obviously that's who we are, what's important to us, and then that element of truth, that internal guidance system. For me, those are the three aspects that make us who we are. And we've learned, because emotion is like the currency of all of that, it tells us when something feels right or wrong, um, we've gotten disconnected from emotion. Emotion has led us down the wrong path, right? It's led us to heartbreak. We followed our hearts and we got burned. So we don't listen to emotion anymore. Instead, we listen to our head logic, reasoning, and that just is not compatible with relationship. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, a lot of the time we feel like I don't even know who I am anymore because we're following on paper what seems to be the right thing for us, but we just feel like something's missing. So how can people figure themselves out? I would say desire is a really great place to start. Part of like what makes us happy, what like lights a fire inside mm-hmm. of us, I is totally a agree with that. Part of who we are, so our passions, the things we're into. So, a, a and lot try of people, a whole bunch of different things, right, to I figure out that. what it is that you're good at and and what it is that you love to do and who you are. Is it possible that we're just overthinking this whole process? Always. So just get out of your head, get into your heart, type of deal. Yeah. There it is. That's another tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> we got a side okay. business ready. You people base attraction on looks. Absolutely. This do. happens way too often. See, the cool thing, I mean. Peter, you're guilty of this. I know you are. It's the first thing I notice. What's well, the fir- first thing that most men notice? Absolutely. It is, but it's not but the whole thing. No. That's for sure. And just because someone is attractive does not mean that they are compatible. Absolutely not. Uh, for you and compatible to you and you have to base attraction on so many more things and just what a person looks like. And especially like you want someone to treat you well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the physical attraction is absolutely important. And then there's the emotional connection. But how important is it? Do you think? Well, it is, it is very well documented that for men, physical attraction is first. And then that leads to, um, an emotional connection, and then mental. You can make a decision if I want to be with this person or not. And for women, it's just the exact opposite. We have a mental attraction first. It makes sense to be with this person. They're interested in me. I'm interested in them. Then we go to emotional, and then we go to physical. So it's just the exact opposite order for us. We'll have to meet somewhere in the middle then. It it, Totally, which is, like you said, (laughs) that's where the heart is. Absolutely. Okay, and how about this one? Looking for something better to come along. I, I think that's what's wrong with society today. Too much choice. Well, and that's what the apps kind of play to, right? It's mm-hmm. like there's so many people out there. There's so many options. And people are worried about missing out. And making the wrong choice. Yes. Yeah, and how many people have uh, been in a situation where their friend comes up and says, hey, I saw your boyfriend or I saw your girlfriend on this app. Ouch. They're still on this app or they're still on this website. Well, then I hear it must it all not the be time. that serious. Well, I mean, I'm just saying people are, even if they're in relationships, they're still fishing over here and seeing what's going on over there. Yeah. It's because a huge problem. Because they feel that there's something missing in that relationship and they feel that they're, someone better is going to come along. It could also be that they're totally, like the thing is the right person freaks us out, triggers our fear way more than the wrong person ever does. So that could be their self-sabotage thing. Okay, last question, Les. What can you tell those that have been left wondering, is true love still possible for me? Absolutely. 
If you are still desiring it, it is absolute. In my world, you don't have desires for things that are not possible for you. If you have a desire, that is for you. And there is somebody out there for everybody, folks. Absolutely, 100%. This would be a nice segue to the matchmaking service. Yes. Okay, thank you guys for joining me today. If you want to find love, you deserve to have it. You can find it. It may not be easy, but it is possible. You need to put yourself in the path of love. Perhaps tweak a few things and try new things. Some of us may need a little more help and guidance, and that's okay because you are not alone. If you like what you heard today and would like to learn more about the program that Leslie runs, you can reach out to her by visiting her website, marsvenuscoachlesley.com. And for Peter Anthony, you can get a hold of him on social media at peterisfunny or on his site, peterisfunny.com. And if you'd like to know more about how to attract your perfect match, I have a book out. It's called Single in the City, and it's available in stores at Chapters and online at Chapters and Amazon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and have a great week. Ciao for now. 